If you like this podcast, you're going to really like McClanahan Academy. Head over to McClanahanAcademy.com. That's McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll. It's free of charge. You get a free class, 10 Myths of American History. When you do enroll, I've got nearly 20 classes there available for purchase. Go to McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll today and get a real history education. The Brian McClanahan Show, episode 461. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page. You can find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N. McClanahan.com. While you're there, give me an email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, and a free audiobook of the same title read by yours truly. If you want to find all those social media accounts without going to that webpage, just go to at Brian McClanahan. They're all there. You can also click on that shop tab at BrianMcClanahan.com, get my logo and all kinds of cool stuff. You can, of course, get my recent book, The Jeffersonian Tradition. You gotta get it. Right? Southern Scribblings is great, so is the Jeffersonian Tradition. Two books in two years. Over 100 essays in defense of real America. So pick them both up. Great Father's Day gifts. You can order them now. And uh, let's see, this is, re- this is running on Wednesday. So even if you ordered them now, you might get them before Father's Day. But if not, just put a little note in a card saying, hey, I got a great book coming for you. And, or get the, get the electronic book and give that. Also, McClanahan Academy makes great Father's Day gifts. And if you're over on my email list for that, if you've joined free of charge, which you've got to add for that, if you've joined free of charge, you know about some coupons right now. So head on over to McClanahan Academy. Great Father's Day gifts. All kinds of cool stuff out there for you to think locally and act locally. And please rate this podcast wherever you get podcasts. Let people know you're listening to it. I want to read this piece in townhall.com. It's by uh, Kurt Schlichter. And if you don't follow Kurt Schlichter on Twitter, you're missing out. He's hilarious because of the way he gives it to the idiots on the left. And um, he is a funny writer. But I want to put this essay in perspective. Kurt Schlichter is writing an essay that's very critical of Joe Biden. And he speaks of this unknown thing that's coming. And he's speaking of this very much from that, think about the piece we did on Monday on what Packer called uh, real America. He's speaking from a, from a position from real America along with free America. There is this growing angst out there about what just America and uh, the uh, smart America is doing. Now think about the left. The modern left is a coalition of intelligentsia the elites in a variety of ways, whether it's economic elites, political elites, the establishment. This is the swamp. This is what these people are, right? And it's joined forces with the far left because it gives them power. Joe Biden doesn't really care what he does as long as he has power. This is all a quest for power. One size fits all top-down government. That's what we're talking about here. And Schlichter points this out, and he says, look, this is he called, the title of the piece is hilarious, The Coma Before the Storm. Not the calm, but the coma. 
hilarious because Joe Biden is always in nearly a, a, a comatose state, right? So we have this horrible situation of a president who seems like he's lost, and he is literally lost. You've seen, you might have seen the video, Joe Biden, not even knowing where he is, his wife has to come over, oh, Joe, and everyone, oh, this is so funny. It's funny to see an old man with dementia wandering around because he doesn't know where he is, and this is the guy that has all the power in America. It is scary when you think about it. But this is if, if we have a national government, this is what we get. And so when I've said before, nationalism is the problem. Joe Biden is a symptom of disease. And Schlichter is talking about we, what's the storm? What is it going to be? And as I get through this piece, keep that in mind because this is the real issue here. What is going to happen? Is Kamala Harris going to assume office at one point because Biden can't do it? I mean... Uh, we don't know. I mean, is, is Biden going to be able to mentally continue this path for the next three years? Nobody knows. Almost four years. Nobody knows. But Harris is so idiotic. I mean, she's awful. Underprepared. Doesn't know what she's doing. Not very bright. She's not, she's not someone who... Americans like. This is why she had 0% of the Democrat Party vote in the primary. And I mentioned back in March of 2020, I said, look, if the Democrats want to win, they have to pick. I thought they were going to pick uh, somebody else other than Kamala Harris. Uh, you know, I thought they were going to pick the governor of Georgia, Stacey Abrams. At least that's what she says. But I said the other one was going to be Kamala Harris. They had to pick somebody like that because they had to get the just Americans on board, right? And these are all the people that are losing their mind right now because Biden's not one of them. This is the the Twitter handle, Biden voters posting their L's online. Those are all the just Americans. Those are all the people in that political Puritan position that Joe Biden's not a Puritan enough. Joe Biden is, I don't even know what Joe Biden is anymore. Joe Biden is just about power. Joe Biden just wanted to be president and he finally got it and he's just happy he knows where to show up every day. He's happy when the picture of the G7 people is taken. They told him where to stand. He was just happy to be invited. He didn't care. He doesn't care what's going on. Joe Biden is lost. And this works very well for the far left because they think they can persuade. Now, Biden has shown some backbone, right? He's not going to cancel any student loan debt. Uh, He's shown that he's willing to do some things that the left, the, the far left, the just Americans don't want him to do. So Biden's an obstacle, and at some point, I'm sure they're hoping that uh, they can get him out of the way and get their own person in there, and uh, that was the whole idea, groom Kamala Harris. But let me tell you something, Kamala Harris on her own would be absolutely destroyed in an election. I know there are some people that would hold their nose and vote for her because she's a Democrat, but I'm not so certain that the voting block in the middle would do it. They just wouldn't do it. So this piece by, uh, by Kurt Schlichter is funny. And, but I'm going to talk about, you know, when he says the storm's coming, where this fits into what's happening here. And I do agree with him. Something's going to happen. What I would, I mean, I would, I'm going to give my suggestions or at least ideas on what's going to happen. He says, it's beyond any reasonable dispute that the slack-jawed old pervert staggering through this punchline presidency is getting more senile by the day. All the while, his... Cackling understudy is biding her time everywhere but at the border, getting huffy at being questioned and generally failing at a job historically assigned to morons 
as a role where they could do little damage. The only people who dig their hep jive, yeah, go on and believe at these 79% approval numbers among people now paying $5 a gallon for unleaded, are the talking tubers of cable news. But even the tater tots of Brian Stetler, who is a potato, can't dispel the growing sense of unease that watching these incompetent weirdos brings. This epic is the interregnum, a caretaker presidency presided over by a human asterisk who cares only about his post-lid bowl of mush and being wrapped in a shawl set in front of a TV and allowed to watch his stories. The only thing moving less expeditiously than his bowels is his ridiculous legislative agenda. And all the prunes in the world aren't going to help clear out that particular constipation, not with Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema refusing to commit ritual political suicide on the altar of coastal leftist dreams. So, uh, again, I think he point out, look, all the language, this is where Schlichter is funny. I mean, the language he uses is hilarious. But the funny thing about this, of course, is Biden is, he is a caretaker. They want to use him to get to power. Biden was a means to an end. He got Trump out of the way. What's really funny is that a lot of the stuff that's happened with Trump has been vindicated. You know, Trump said, we're going to get the vaccine out there. Uh, COVID is going to start disappearing. Hilarious. Now, people said, well, when the Democrats are elected, COVID is going to disappear. What's happened? At first, it didn't. Oh, see, we're still concerned about COVID. We're still concerned about it. This is something that's still very concerning. It's the favorite word of the left, concerned. I'm concerned. We're still concerned. But are they so concerned now? Not really. The left is, okay, yeah, we're going to open back up again. Why? Because they knew they were going to get crushed in elections if they didn't. Because people have figured out the game. It doesn't mean that the virus can't be dangerous. It doesn't mean that people can't get very sick from this thing. It doesn't mean any of that. But they figured out the game. And of course, Fauci being thrown under the bus, not by the left, but by his own emails, is part of that problem. So this is interesting. You've got this this piece by Schlichter, again, pointing out accurately that Biden as the president asterisk, and he's going to use that, it's hilarious, um, is basically a way for supposedly the left to get what they want, but they're not. And this is where they're starting to get agitated. The progs were so close, just a vote or two away to the unrestrained power that they thought they could flex and thereby secure their control forever. This is the whole point of the Supreme Court, packing the court. It's the whole point of trying to get states added to the United States, so we can have more senators. This is all they want. It's about power. But Asterix is no Franklin Roosevelt, nor is he Teddy Roosevelt, nor Eleanor Roosevelt, though he could, could be if he really, really wanted to be. He's not even Melvin Roosevelt. Instead, Grandpa Badfinger is a rickety joke, bumping elbows with his younger fellow incompetence at the G7, wandering about mindlessly chasing boss until his ridiculous wife with her ridiculous doctor wrangles him back into the hapless pack. You look at this story set, I'm sorry, sorry set of leaders of the formerly free world, and the vibe you get is exhaustion. There's no energy, no drive, no hope. Boris Johnson, formerly a man, explained to a bored UK that the nations coming out of the pandemic need to build back better in a greener, more gender neutral, and perhaps a more feminine way. Hack cliches are their solution, but these relics have nothing else. They are weak and stupid, and they represent a spent elite that cares about nothing except just a little more time holding fast to their uncertain uncertain sinecures. 
You can feel the tension beneath the surface, the sense that something is coming, a great changing. So this is where uh, Schlichter starts to point this out. Some, the elites, Americans don't want the elites. They know something is wrong. Oh, the elites at Davos fantasizes about a great reset, but they mean it literally. They want to reset the world back to how it was set when they were young and had energy and people hadn't yet noticed that their venality and incompetence was matched only by their insanely inflated sense of their own abilities. This is the, this is the smart America that nobody trusts anymore. The elites. But why would these be any better at pulling that off than they are at anything else? When the shattering disruption comes, they are the ones who will be disrupted. They, will, they and the whole post-war establishment are betters. Thought would last a thousand years, and that won't make it past 80. The elite aren't, not even close, and we know it now, and we all sense that their Jenga tower of power can't keep from toppling over even as they pull more and more blocks out of it. Shredding norms, just this once, it's always just this once to keep their grip. But what comes next? This is the question I want to address. What comes next? Something big, but the question is what? The only thing for certain is that the people running things now won't like it. It's been here and said many times that Donald Trump was not our last chance, but theirs, our final fair warning to our failed elite. From back when, at some level, we still thought the ruling caste acknowledged that we normals had at least some theoretical right to participate in our own government. But such illusions, to the extent that they had endured, got shattered last November. We heard for four years how the 2016 election had been hacked, stolen, whatever the hyperbole du jour was, and the minute they could proclaim his asterisk president questioned elections became questioning elections became treason. We saw the cheating, and we saw the judicial and executive sleight of hand that changed the rules in a way a real Supreme Court would have objected to, and we saw the informal rigging of the election through the lies and covering up the professional, licensed, and registered janitors of narrative journalism. Now it's all about holding on to power no matter what the cost. This is what's always been, but what comes next? The question is what? Well, I think what's going to come next, and I, and I mean this, I think what's going to come next is a real look at decentralization. It's going to come next. It has to come next. Why does it have to come next? Because it's the only way out of this without some type of catastrophe. Centralization has to die. And nationalism, I mean, this is where Schlichter is following kind of the nationalist agenda here. I think that we have to start talking about decentralization in America. Thinking locally and acting locally is the way forward. Now it's about holding on to power no matter what the cost. It's always been about that. The corrupt feds toss trespassers into solitaire while letting Antifa BFL, BLM scumbags walk. Their tech buddies desperately try to play whack-a-mole with the unapproved ideas that keep popping up. The garbage media celebrates noted uh, QAnists while it ignores the snorting its son's latest entry on his CV of shame. He's added racial epithets to his remarkably and remarkably unremarked upon record of tapping the tills of Slavic oligarchs tapping rando strippers and reimagining the classic 80 novels of coke-fueled excesses as Bright Light's big guy who gets his 10%. It can't last. Maybe if these puffy clowns were pros, they could keep their boots on our throats forever, but they don't own boots, two cis, and their Gucci's and Birkenstocks just don't have the same heft. They are weak and stupid, and they're not even cunning enough to ensure that the cops and the military who would be expected to provide their final protective fire when accountability comes to overrun them are prepared to do their dirty work. They need a savage Praetorian guard who doubts they would turn the razor-sharp, gladi eye of their legionnaires on the people if that's what it took to keep power. But instead, they've driven the best LEOs out via defunding and 
persecution. They've turned the army into a camo-clad Ivy League faculty lounge that over the last couple of decades has won precisely the same number of military victories as an Ivy League faculty lounge. So he's saying they've demasculated America, of course, and that is true. But um, the what's coming, he's saying, is for the center. And maybe it is, because maybe Americans believe enough in nationalism. That's going to be the case. But I pointed out in the first part of this, again, this is, this is real American. Is real America going to be more interested in the reins of power or simply, I've, this is where, as, as Packer pointed out, they are nationalists. Perhaps they need to start thinking at home. This is where free America can hold that. Think at home. Think locally, act locally. You can see the signs and hear rumblings out there. You can feel the growing anger. We are flocking to Ron DeSantis and others who pick and poke at the status quo, are rejecting the Nickies and uh, the Christies who still take the Chamber of Commerce calls. Change is coming, but just not here, but just here, but throughout the West. The smart set refuse to see their signs or hear their rumblings. Part of the fun will be seeing the surprise on their smug, perpetually masked faces. And now the elite has reached peak zombie with President Asterix, legally stumbling through his tenure as the tongue bath media not only praises the emperor's new clothes, but marvels at his ability to feed himself. Look for a 99% approval rating to come down the pike, even as we're told the biggest threat to our democracy is those wicked insurrectionists and their insurrectionary ideas about normal people having a say in their own governance. Tick-tock. Okay, again, do they not? This is where we have to start thinking about the states. We have a say in our own governments at our state, state level. We always have. And the states are the primary area that people have to focus on. It's not clear what's going to happen, but this mess is unsustainable, and what happens next may get ugly. They aren't just going to shrug and give up power any more than we'll shrug and submit to serfdom they've planned for us. So enjoy this coma before the storm, because the storm is coming. Again, what has to happen here? To avoid violence, which is what Schlichter is alluding to, maybe that's going to happen. What could happen? Well, we've seen it with COVID. Florida. Why do we why do we sit there and talk about DeSantis? Because DeSantis has shown the way. DeSantis has shown that the states can do all kinds of things, and the federal government is powerless to stop it. They can't stop it. You see, really what's happening in Florida is Florida is finally saying, enough. We're not going to allow the central authority to do anything they can't physically do, and they won't stop it. We saw Missouri. Missouri just passed the Second Amendment Preservation Act. Now, normally I don't like that whole idea, but what they've done in Missouri is they've said all federal gun control legislation is unconstitutional. We're not going to enforce it. All of it. We're not going to enforce any of it. Our law enforcement officers will not be required to enforce any of this stuff. And that is, that's why I think Second Amendment preservation actually works, because they are preserving the Second Amendment the original intent of the Second Amendment, which applied only to the general government. This is why I said last week that uh, the, the praise for this federal judge saying California's gun control laws are unconstitutional. I said that's a bad Second Amendment take it wasn't because the California issue is different from the feds. So Missouri is doing the right thing. California, this federal judge, is doing the wrong thing. California is actually doing the right thing. People of California, they have the ability to pass these gun control legislation. But Florida is actually showing the way. They're, they're saying the state is going to control the education system. Now, I've, I've disagreed with some of the things they said about it, but they're doing it. They, they've, they've led the way in COVID response and saying, you know what we're going to do? We're not going to listen to all this stuff. We're going we're to really follow the science. 
Now, other Republican states have done the same thing, but, but DeSantis has taken a lot of heat because Florida has a lot of people. It's not Dakotas. It's not, um, and, and, of course, Texas doing the same thing is, is the way, right? This is the way. This is the way forward. The states showing their backbone and doing what they can do, and Schlichter is tapping into this, right? This is real America he's talking about here. Schlichter is tapping into this and saying something's coming. Well, what needs to come is more Florida's. We need more Floridas and less people focusing on the central authority and not even worrying about babbling Joe Biden. If, if we had a real constitution as originally designed and ratified, Joe Biden would be virtually irrelevant. Kamala Harris would be completely irrelevant. She wouldn't even matter. Nobody wouldn't care who she was. She wouldn't be at the border because the vice president would be sitting at home somewhere. She might be in the Senate, but that's it. So this is very important to understand. We've got a situation in America where um, we have nationalism causing a disease of the public mind. If we could just get over that, and this is go back to that Packer piece, if we could just get over that disease of the public mind, which is nationalism, and everyone scrambling to control the central authority, we could have real peaceful government in America. Florida could be Florida, and California could be California, and nobody would care unless you live in those states. And if you don't want to live in those states, you move from those states. That would be the real American thing to do. That is real America. And I, you know, I know that Packer used that term, and this is what Schlichter's talking about here, is real America. Real America is that. And I don't care what race you are, or where you, but people recognize this. Where I am today, sitting here, we talk all about these national... That's, Link, that's Lincoln's gift to America, national politics. We need to start thinking outside of that. Jefferson's gift to America, and this is why I bring up my Jeffersonian tradition, Jefferson's gift to America was real federalism. That was his core political principle and what we should be following from this point forward. If we don't, we do have potentially a real disaster on our hands. If all we're questing, if all we're seeking is the centralized power and controlling that, we're in trouble. So, I love, I mean, look, Kurt Schlichter is so funny, and this piece is funny. Uh, but at the end of the day, and it's colorful, but at the end of the day, we need to understand the solution. The storm is coming. What's going to happen? I think it's going to be decentralization. That's if more people start thinking locally and acting locally. We can get that. In Missouri and Florida and Texas, these are the way. This is the way forward. Not some scramble to try to get seats in the Congress. or I mean, those things are fine and dandy, but we got to do it at the base level first. If we can do that, we win. All right. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Brian McClanahan Show. I'll see you next time for the next one. See you then.